Hello and welcome to the news, Al Bradford. It's been a good day. We're recording this uh, early in the week. It's news comes out on Wednesday, so we do the day before, and it's been a big week. Already it's been a big week, yeah. First uh, episode back last week, new series of the news. We're excited about that. It's going to be a big year because we feel like we needed to bring it back. I know we said it last week, but there's so much going on in the world right now, and we've been consuming that content, so... We've got lots of headlines to get through today, but we're also going to tell you about our week and what we're doing. So, you know, it's going to be lighthearted and fun and it's also going to be a bit serious. So we cater to all you listeners. So uh, I'm excited. <laughs> Thanks, mate. All right, let's get into the Dream Big Social Club launch party, April 19th. More information in the mail coming short, shortly, but excited to get all the good people in a room together. Save the date. Yeah, so Wednesday, April 19th. Uh, it is going to be in Melbourne. Uh, it'll be in Collingwood. So uh, we'll get some invites out shortly uh, this week. So want you, want to see you there. So if you've been a listener of the Funny Business Podcast and you want to come meet other people who listen to the podcast and even been on the podcast, it's going to be a nice night where we can all just chill and hang out. There's no pressure. It's not going to be like a, an event where you're going to have to listen to chats or anything like that. It's just going to be a party and socialising. So we just want to see your face there, have a few drinks together and go home. That's it. I like that. It's been a big week of pods already this week. We've uh, dropped two episodes, been on hey. been on another pod. How, it's been a huge week of pods. How good was Adam Jacobs? Monday's episode with Adam Jacobs, founder of The Iconic and founder of Hatch. Um, he's doing some amazing things. And if you're going to listen to one guest episode this year, make it that one because it was unreal. How good was it having him on the pod? Seriously. I liked finding out that he worked at the School of Life. I know that you were a fan of finding that out too as we're yeah. big fans of the school, uh, everything School of Life and uh, I didn't think we'd get into a, such a deep philo- philosophical yeah. chat and talking about all, all, all sorts of good stuff that, I don't know, I just think they're the chats that why we do a pod. Did you like um, the Who Am I on Instagram beforehand? Should we do that every week? So on Sunday night, should we play the Who Am I game? And no one actually got it. Everyone, there was a few people that said Eddie Maguire. Elon Musk is People like, missed what? out on the Don. That's they like, missed out on the Don Don hanging, with you. I'm hanging for a Don. I know. And it, your shout too. Like people, hey, Mikey Foden wants to go on a date with you though. He, I went. I wanted to go get Don last week and yeah. you said no. Well, there's other options. There's yeah. way better options rather than... And did we, what did we pick? Uh, Bamboo. Yeah. South Melbourne, How was good was good. that? It was pretty good. A yeah. big shout out to the people at Bamboo who just put on a great spread. That was... Uh, I'm still thinking about it, to be I honest. Like that. Yesterday, uh, Trent and Locke from Grant Help on our 100% live podcast, live hey. on LinkedIn on Grants. Hey, come and listen and watch us record a pod every Tuesday morning at 7.30 a.m. Uh, Melbourne time. I think it's AEDT at the moment, but it'll change, I don't know, sometime soon. But, yeah, you can come ask questions. Uh, like, it's perfect if you actually want customised help on live on a podcast. So, uh, to view that page, uh, follow RSVP on the event. Um, when we have that humming you'll, you'll get a notification about 10 minutes after we go live and uh yeah and that's about it and to view the actual live you have to go onto my linkedin page and you can watch it on the banner above so uh, a lot of people who are rsvping they're seeing this pre-live um but if you go onto my profile it's up there in the banner so search lock's name in the search bar and just click his ugly head and we're yeah. you're good to go you watch us live well you'll i've actually his- hit it a little bit because i had the the beanie on halfway through but we're actually on Shelley Johnson's pod too, My Millennial Career, which was sick this week. Um, already got a few messages from some randos sliding in the inbox saying how much they love the pod. So loving that. Oh, my head's been so big this week. Yeah, I like that. And I was a big fan that she called it Level Up Your LinkedIn Game because we've got something coming in the, in the mail 
Everything's in the mail this week. I'm not Is sure. It, nothing of, really comes in the mail. I can't anymore. think of any other words. So I keep using the word <laughs> mail, but uh, <laughs> we're on. doing some stuff. That, that was sick. Shell, Shell, obviously, she was on our uh, 100% live show the week before, talk, uh, or the week before that, talking about careers. Yep. Uh, doing amazing stuff. And I, I was had the crystals out talking about energy on her pod. And you were loving yourself, sick. I just think that there's, there's, there's people like Shell is, is, makes what I enjoy about this worth our time. Look, you're so lovey-dovey today. You can't oh, even get your words out, can you? You're going like, a bit like... I like Shell. She's nice. I like Shell too, but why can't you talk to today, know. this I morning? Just, hey? You can't think of any words. We're talking about some big topics this week. I know. I've got to get, you my, got to bring the I've heat. Got to get my ass into gear because oh, the mate. first headline is rising global tension. And <laughs> that's a big one. So I try to compile. There's a, a lot that's happened since last week's news episode and there were some things uh, bubbling away before that. Obviously, last year we covered a bit of stuff around global tension and, and what's going on in Ukraine and over there and... Uh, this week's kicked off with uh, a few more headlines. So I'm going to sort of try to wrap it up the best I can, use my words to explain some things that we've noticed, we're hearing about, we're reading about, things that, it, that gets reported, and ask the questions like, are things connected? Is the fall of Credit Suisse another big bank and the Silicon Valley Bank from America, and this one obviously, uh, Credit Suisse, 167-year-old bank, has now been bailed out by the governments. It was in some top 30 global systemic banks that are too big to fail, so another bailout. What I'm asking the question is, why is this stuff, like I know like Ukraine and it's like being reported about aid packages and whatever, but rising global tension is that how much is connected to the interest rates and the bank collapse and the uh, inflation that's happening across things and the lack of access to supply chains. Like I feel like a lot of people are dodging the stuff. There's a lot of stuff going on in the world. Like, this is the craziest time I feel like that you and I have ever been alive for. Hey, I'll go deep. I reckon everything's connected. Yeah. I reckon every single thing is connected, but we can see everything now. You know, back in the day, you couldn't see as much of what's going on. So it's almost like everything's just coming out now, isn't it? Like, all these like private conversations that were like, hey, this might happen in whenever, it's all starting to happen right now. All right. So, the first, first, obviously, the biggest thing that I reckon made headlines last week was. Uh, the Russian aircraft and the US drone. So the US Reaper that was downed over the, uh, what the Baltic call- Sea. Why do you reckon they call it the Reaper? Because it's not a good, like... What is it? What does it do? It's a large unmanned military aircraft that is operated remotely by a two-person team that consists of a rated pilot and an enlisted air crew member. The aircraft was first flown in 2001. It was routinely used during the Iraq and Afghanistan wars for surveillance and airstrikes. Uh, each Reaper costs about $32 million 40, uh, 32 million US, 47.9 million bucks Aussie, and can fly at speeds of 445 kilometers per hour and al- altitudes of up to 50,000 feet. It has a range of 26, um, uh, 2,600 kilometers. So US drone brought down over the Black Sea. The Black Sea is surrounded by Ukraine, Russia, Turkey, Bulgaria, Romania, and Moldova. So what I find this interesting is they're flying this Reaper. So the week... A few weeks prior, we had the air balloons going down where US is shooting down Chinese spy balloons. <laughs> the Which, spy balloon. It sounds like a fucking Mike Myers movie, doesn't it? It's crazy, isn't it's it? It's fucking weird, the and, world we're living in and, at the moment. And now one of the US spy drones has been taken down near Russian airspace. So I think Near Russian airspace. It was like pretty much over Russia, wasn't it? It was like no, it's, on it's the, in the beach. Black, it's in the Black Sea. So there's a lot of stuff going on in Ukraine right now. That's where the, that's where the conflict is... His head is exploding yeah. over there, and I think yeah, yeah. what I find interesting is just they don't really—they're not highlighting maps and just showing how closely these 
aircraft are flying to already existing tension. Mm. So on top of this, um, that's happened last week. Both sides, Russia and US, have come out and try to blame each other and say it's their fault and whatever. Yeah. But I just find that so interesting because the US is sending more sanctions over there. I think their tally now is over $30 billion US of, of aid that's been sent over to, to Ukraine to fight against Russia. And they've got these Reaper aircrafts that have been killed so many people in Iraq and Afghanistan with these strikes flying around their borders. They're sending them 30 billion bucks of money. It's hard not to feel like it's a proxy war. What's a proxy? Proxy war, war means that like it's um, actually America and and all these countries fighting against you, um, uh, Russia, not Ukraine, just fighting Russia. Yeah. So they're sending them things and saying, "You guys go ahead. You you fight the war. We're not involved." Mm. But you sent them thirty billion bucks of weapons and aircraft and yeah. help on support and uh, fixing aircraft. Like they've got to look after and maintain things. So if they send uh, equipment over there mm. and it f- breaks down or needs to be serviced, they've got to look after that stuff too. Yeah, it's nuts. So and is that that that's all part of NATO though, isn't it? So they're NATO countries who are Ukraine's not those. a NATO country. They they want to be a NATO country. But yeah, yeah, not. yeah. The, I've, the interesting thing from other that's NATO the countries thing, is, right, is Poland. So the Poland. Uh, interesting thing that came out the day before is the Poland will be this Jan Emmerich. Jan. Jan. Roskowski said. Oh, <laughs> oh, that was so no, Aussie. That's no good. I'm so sorry, no, but like I'm trying it. my best. Yeah, I'm, I'm reading headlines. I'm trying to give people <laughs> the, the the real facts. Is uh, He's come out and said Poland would have no choice but to enter the conflict in Ukraine if the war-torn country fails to defend itself. Warsaw's ambassador France has warned uh, Jan Emmerich Rosazowski oh, uh, yeah. Poland would have to enter the war if Ukraine failed to defend itself against Russia uh, because of the basis of its civilization and culture would be threatened. He made the claims in an interview with French TV channel LC1 yesterday. He said, It is not NATO, Poland or Slovakia that are mounting ever, ever more pressure, but Russia, which has invaded Ukraine, Russia, which is seizing its territories, Russia, which is killing its people, and Russia, which is abducting Ukrainian children. Um, therefore, either Ukraine will defend its independence today or will have to enter this conflict because our main values, which are the basis of our civilization, our culture, will be threatened. Therefore, we'll have no choice but to enter the conflict. But Poland's embassy in France slammed some media outlets as a sensationalist for claiming um, that Mr. Rostanowski announced Poland's direct involvement in the conflict. The embassy released a statement which said during a 30-minute conversation with the editor, Ambassador Rosazowski argued that the need for allies to support Ukraine. He also spoke about the threat that Russia poses to Europe and European values. A careful, uh, a careful listening to the entire conversation makes it clear that there was no announcement of Poland's direct involvement in the conflict, only a warning of the consequences that Ukrainian defeat would have, the possibility of a Russian attack or the involvement of more Central European countries, the Baltic states and Poland. But we do know that the articles come out and said that Poland becomes first to pledge fighter jets to Ukraine. So they've made so this is the proxy war that you're talking about. Yeah, they're saying yeah. they're not actually involved in the conflict, but Poland on Thursday last week pledged it would send four MIG-29 fighter jets to Ukraine, the first NATO member to do so in a significant move in Kiev's battle to resist Russia's onslaught. So this is where it's like... People report stuff in the news and you're reading the stuff and how it's been reported. And for me, it's like there's so many things happening. In one week, it is fucking insane. Yeah, makingmoves.com. What's Albanese doing at this at the minute? Is he, He's got a bunch of leaders, I suppose, uh, working with him, looking at all different things, trying to 
because surely he can't be thinking about all this sort of critical thinking about all this sort of stuff all the time. Yeah, he'd have other people in areas where well they'd take up that thinking. We've just bought a uh, a huge uh, told us a three hundred sixty eight billion dollar nuclear submarine cost through the AUKUS deal that we've just announced that we'll be buying. Um, these through the uh, oh US, South Australia yeah US, wasn't it? yeah, yeah. they would be produced in South Australia but it's like US technology and yeah. however it's going to be so for me it's like we're all in bed with this we've just spent our Australian government since three hundred and sixty eight billion dollars borrowing we have announced on this pod last year on the news where we talked about them buying tanks buying other helicopters buying jets so it's like mm. we're in bed on that side and it's like it's all got to do with global tension and power and it's, the key to tip it off is at the time of this being released Xi Jinping who just got um, selected for his third uh, presidential term of another five years over in China to lead uh, to lead the party there and unanimous vote. <laughs> not one person I, voted I found that him. a bit fishy. Look, I'm looking at that and I'm going, how does one person not get one vote? But then again, I'm not over there. I don't know what the other people are doing. And you mentioned a point off air that um, there's just no competition. Like when when the Chinese believe it in someone, they're just like, we believe in it's, you. It is weird that it's, it's unelected. It's, unopposed which i think is very weird here in the way that we vote here in australia where everyone gets a vote is he a dictator yeah i'm hey i don't know no is it is it that type of vibe is that is that the type of vibe he's a strong he's a strong leader he's trying to that's a nice philosophy anyway (laughs) this article's talking comes from the guardian xi jinping says china ready to stand guard over world order on moscow visit so at the same time as all this happening he's just been elected unopposed his first order of business Get on a plane, fly over to Moscow, and uh, talk with President Putin of Russia. So Xi Jinping said China was ready with Russia to stand guard over the world order based on international law. As he arrived for a state visit to Moscow that comes days after Vladimir Putin was made the subject of an arrest warrant by the International Criminal Court. The Chinese leader is expected to position himself as a potential peacemaker in the Ukraine war during his two-day visit to Russia, his first state visit since Putin's invasion. For his part, the Russian president will be hoping to project unity in the face of Western isolation as the US condemned Xi for providing diplomatic cover for Moscow to continue to commit further crimes in Ukraine. Like it's Is this big dick energy? There's stuff, yeah, it's like 300,000 troops at the border of Russia, China, uh, Ping getting elected and then going to China and showing his face over there after um, there's been an arrest warrant put out there for Putin on the stuff to do with Ukraine. you got fighter jets being sent from Poland, Poland, Polish ambassadors saying that if Ukraine lose, they'll have to enter the conflict. America announcing another $350 million bucks worth of aid, the 34th package at over $30 billion bucks worth of spending. And this has all happened in a week. <laughs> yeah. That's nuts. Yeah, that's nuts. That's nuts. When you when you break it down like that, you've articulated the uh, articles really well too. Sometimes I it makes me just like wish we were reporting on reality TV. You know, like, <laughs> hey, this week on maths, this is what happened. <laughs> well, ignorance is bliss sometimes, isn't it? I don't know, man. I've been thinking about this quite a bit and like how much do you think about it in, in your daily life? You know, I, I feel like I need to know what's going on. That's what kind of why we're doing this pod again is because we need to actually – like suss the lay of the land and uncover what's actually happening in the world and how it actually affects us. So um, crazy times at the moment, isn't it? It's I've seen nuts. some charts starting to come out now because obviously with the rising tension, people are starting to talk about what does another world war look like? So what yeah. were the impacts of World War II? And obviously with technologies improved and weapons improved since then, but 
Like what do some of the deaths and total deaths look like? So in World War II, according to the National World War II Museum, uh, the battle, there was more than uh, 15 million battle deaths, 25 million people were injured and over 45 million civilian deaths in World War II. And I think that we start to see how many, the, the death toll we've seen is like already over half a million of people, both if you accumulate both sides over there and other people involved in this conflict, like, if it escalates, I, I start shit myself to think like, what if they conscript and say oh, like, I don't know if I'm ready to go fight anywhere. Is it going to be that type of war? Like I know the submarines and all the drone strikes and stuff like that, but in my head, it was always going to be like a like COVID, you know, where it's like, like cyber war. It's like stuff. a cyber war. It's like something that like back in the day, like if you um, release certain animals in a certain area that you knew were just like going to fucking yeah, like that shit, you yeah, know. They're, 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 Is it everything at once and financial and fucking the economy? Financial yeah, stuff, yeah. Like yeah. cutting off the supply chain, like doing all that shit, and just saying, you know what, you're not the biggest power in the world. Like we've got big countries with super strong legacies and. Who the fuck are you? It's the rise of, of the BRICS nations. Yeah. So the BRICS nations are, if I have to go get my actual bearings, get my names right, of the rise of the BRICS nations. So okay. BRICS nations, I'll just go. BRICS, is it B-R-I-X? Brazil, Russia, India, China, and South Africa. So yeah. countries that have been not stifled in their growth, but they're banding together to compete against things like the US dollar and if they have another rising of yeah, – so yeah. it's not just a unipolar world of America what, what being What does in everyone power. want? Do they want power and influence and money? Like everyone what is power it? and influence what is it? and stuff. Peace is no, no one makes chill. money on peace, do they? No one wants to chill. Yeah, but no – like war makes money, doesn't it? Yeah. At the end of the day, like is it this America's thing saying with all the military stuff and all the weapons, is that their way of like holding the dollar? I think it's their way of re- – Bit of everything, bit of yeah. column A, bit of column B, but it's definitely about power and control. And they rule the world; they've been ruling the world for years. And, and we're like, in, and we're we're in with them. Yeah. So if something does blow up, and this goes, we've we've already chosen sides. Yeah. Because we're we've spent all this money, we've locked into the things, we're building military base. The US have announced the bases in, in Darwin, which we covered last year, and yeah. it's like it's there. It's happening. Anyway, let's move on to something else. Because hey, chat GPT-4. <laughs> hey, this is where I come into my own here, you, you know? know? The best part is we go from talking about how <laughs> global tension and people dying, and now let's talk about chat GPT-4, taking everyone's jobs. Let's go for it. <laughs> so not only will it be a lot of conflict and yeah. stuff, the, tech, the machines will just do everything for you. Hey, maybe we should call this uh, uh, segment Glass Half Empty. Glass Half Empty, You yeah. like that? Because like it's that, like, yeah. you know, we're trying to give you the truth, but... We've got to stay optimistic, you know. I've been looking at Chat GPT for this morning and signed up to the wait list and we've been using Chat GPT for maybe since it's come out, really, uh, on lots of different things. Um, it just helps us so much uh, in terms of productivity and thinking about stuff. So it's not like we don't know the information, but it's like it articulates it well and has it all out there for you. So if you're building stuff like we do in certain – like with IP – like it makes fucking stuff so easy. Like you can explain how you get good at asking, yeah. at prompting it what you want. Give me some. Yeah, give yeah. me the top, uh, top search trends on insert topic. Yeah. Hey, give me some strategies that would help solve these customers' problems based on this topics. All right, cool. What businesses exist? Like you can just like yeah. It does the thinking and research that would take you hours to compile. You might not. You might originally get to the answers, but it's, it's a great tool to help 
That was the original one. But oh. this one's now ChatGPT4, which I'm starting to see some of the demo videos. And Yeah, the, give us an explanation. What's the difference? So ChatGPT to ChatGPT4, 3,000 words was the original limit of, mm. of how much it would prompt in text, and now that's up to 25,000. So eight times – so imagine 20 – you could write a – get it to generate a 25,000-word thesis – so, so OpenAI, so they're working on this stuff. So surely in the background they're releasing GPT-4, but then they could have unlimited yeah, whatever. If they're releasing four, When are they going to open the five. floodgates? When is it just going to be like everything? Well, what I've seen is that they're starting to do things now where from this new update you'll be able to do websites and things, so you could be able to generate it from... Well, you were saying off a napkin, so if you just wrote, if we wrote down a business idea on a napkin or whatever like of what a website would want to look like... That could literally take a photo, whack it in there, and then that could build it for you. Yeah, you can write it. Hey, I want the website to look this. Put the put the box on the top left. Make that other box red, and you explain it alongside an image. Which that's the most powerful. What I think is now it's starting to interpret. It can interpret images, and it can make like Mid Journey a little bit. A little bit like Mid Journey. So yeah. it's like these tools that we've covered before on the pod. I think this next evolution is going to be more like instead of having to sticky tape these tools together. Yeah, they're trying to make ChatGPT four the place that you can execute more than just text. Yeah. So previously it was just you can only get a text response and now it's going to be like there's going to be photo input. Hey, tell me about – you could set, upload a photo and get it to interpret what it sees. Yeah. You know what I mean? And give yeah. you an explanation of what it's looking at. Like that's so powerful when you think of how much time it's going to save you when you plug it in for an actual job. Yeah. And are we going to see companies and businesses like implement it? Like have you seen many people – have to. I you can't think, fight it, can you? If, if a tool like that exists, you've got to use it, don't you? And I think that's the harsh part now when you look at some of the job cuts and things that people's like, be more efficient. Yeah. Like these yeah. companies that got away with like wasteful behaviours yeah. because there was there was a surplus of cash out in the world. So like made-up roles and stuff like that. Yeah, like, like those Yeah, like are you, you, oh, let's hire a 10-person team. Oh, you only yeah. need five. Oh, but we can get 10. Yeah. And now it's like, all right, well, what can you do with five? Yeah. Yeah. You've got better tools available. Go and yeah. cut your workload in half. Well, looking at the pricing model here, so this is the interesting part or what we found interesting is that it's kind of like uh, TikTok where you have tokens. So multiple models, each with different capabilities and price points. So prices are per 1,000 tokens. You can think of tokens as pieces of words where 1,000 tokens is about 750 words. So... Uh, and the way you you get billed at the end of each month. So with the prompts that you ask it and, and the text that you get back, that's what you get charged, but you can set limits. So it's kind of like sports bet mm. in a way where you can have like limits where you're just like, um, you know, only spend up to 120 per month. You and you know? pay per usage. So we were saying yeah. before, it's a bit like if energy is the new currency and you pay for like per wattage of how much the light's on or whatever, it's a bit the same. So you pay per character, pay per use, and it has a fee like three cents or something per 1,000 zero, tokens. Zero, 0.3 per, oh, so yeah. Less than per three 1,000 cents. tokens. Per 1,000 tokens. Yeah. So that's 750 words, you're paying 0.3 of a percent yeah. for th- yeah. 0.3 of, of a one, cent. Of one cent. Of one cent yeah. for 750 words. And I feel like that's... It's a new currency. That's it's, crazy. It's a, it's a new way to look at it. I'm interested from a – like I, I know we've got the, the boundaries and limits and stuff, but it's like I wonder how far you – because we use it quite a bit. You know, we were using the free trial. We were smashing the free trial. For sure. And there was all these different other like apps that you could download that would use that same function, but they'd be a little bit different. It was weird, wasn't it? Like it was like everyone's trying to like do their version of like an AI app. It feels like it's already like improved so much since the first one they released. Yeah. Only like six months ago. 
Yeah, I know. Oh, that's, that's what that's I mean. crazy progress in six months. Yeah. Where's it going to be in 12 months? That's the thing. Like, I just think, like, if you're a creative, it's never been a better, a more better time to be, like, in the creative industry or if you're doing a job that's creative because, like, you can do anything with this. Can I give you, you know? a crazy use case I just thought of? What? Imagine we did this podcast where, you know how you can do the um, voice automation where you plug in the, uh, a module that reads and oh, learns yeah. from each other's voices? So yeah. we can plug in a few episodes of the pods they go, all right, I understand their voices. Then we go to ChatGPT, add the articles we want them to review, mm. pump out a script for a 25-minute news pod, and then input it with the voice reader, generate a podcast conversation between Rob and Locke on summarize these headlines into conversational talking points, and then run the script so it automatically generates our voice. We don't even have to work anymore. Make it like... Ben Stiller funny. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah, it is. But see, like you doing the input in, in, and instructions, is it, would that take longer? Yeah, you got to be smarter about what you want it to do. Yeah. Think more about what you want ChatGPT to Yeah, but to wouldn't do. we rather just do the pod because that would be easier? No, nah, because you could literally like – You have to still type the instructions. I'd rather just talk. It's easier. Yeah? Don't you reckon? What if it did it in, 30, in like three minutes? We, yeah. I'd never have to talk to you again. I could sit at home <laughs> and I'd never have to see you. Hey, we like that's not a bad idea. Like say, like say in like eighty years time when we're both passed away and we can just have we can just commentate on future events even when we're not here. Yeah, that would be insane. Beyond the grave, annoying you from the grave, <laughs> huh? pestering you through. Hey, but you'd want to be on when you're doing them pilot, like when you're like inserting like the language models and stuff like yeah, yeah. we'd have to be a 10 out 11 out of 10 like we're playing our best game you know it's like our best highlights package we're putting it in there you'd hope so you'd yeah. hope so well yeah. hey that was the news this week oh. sorry for the somberness oh. of what's going on it's uh can we end on a positive it's note a, it's a, yeah we can yeah. and the positive note is that we're having a dream big social club launch party <laughs> april 19th we're in gonna- melbourne in collingwood so if you're around <laughs> keep the night free because it's we're throwing a party and we're excited it's gonna to be fun too people. we're not gonna be talking about all this sort of stuff we're gonna be upbeat we're gonna be dancing away <laughs> we'll be ha- we'll be last half full and we'll be optimists <laughs> that night but uh on wednesdays we're gonna give you the real truth <laughs> Read the facts of what's going on and read the room yourself because you can't see there's a bit of stuff going on and you're living under a rock and read something different.